What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Get Your Bell Rung Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds, I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. Tonight's show, uh, one of my favorite uh, events of the entire year, the NFL Draft has just finished, so we are going to recap the draft as much as we can in an hour or so. Definitely day one, definitely day two. We'll see how much into day three we get who we think came out as winners, who we think came out with egg on their face. But first, Kevin Reynolds, how you doing, bud? Pretty good. A lot of rain lately, uh, cramping my my job here. But other than that, not too bad. Spent the weekend with my little lady, so that was fun. Can't train folks to play tennis in the rain? Doesn't work very well. Uh, yeah, it's just frowned upon. Frowned upon. Bobby, can I ask you a quick question? Please. For those of you who are who are, are listening, you're not going to resist. But have I ever shown you this shirt? What? He? No. My Peter Kingle shirt? I don't even know what that is. What's from MCU? That's what Aunt May calls Spider-Man's uh, Spidey sense. She calls this Peter Kingle. Oh, Parker. gotcha. And okay. of course, he gets all embarrassed and tells her to be quiet. Okay. Thank you for sharing. I thought you were an MCU fan. I thought you'd appreciate it. I guess I, I was I, wrong. I am. I, I do enjoy uh, Marvel. I do. I just wasn't anticipating a Peter Tingle shirt. It came with my Funko, Bo- Funko box set that uh, we subscribe to every other month. It comes with two Funko Pops, MCU, a T-shirt, and then like some pins, stickers, those type gadgets. $29.99. It's quite enjoyable. And you get limited edition pops. I own zero Funko pops, mostly because I'm not 14. But I have about 300 to each their own, Kevin. Okay. All right. Well, can we I'm going to send draft? you one just because you're oh, a jerk. Please. Oh, please do. Because you got a bad attitude. <laughs> I might even send you Spider Man. You can sit there and look, what, what is this contraption? Oh. I would be great. I'd, I'd put it on the mantle, so I look at it every day. Very good. I'll, I'll hold you to that. <laughs> All right, so the number one pick, it uh, it went as planned, Bryce Young. But then the number two, a lot of questions surrounding that. Houston takes C.J. Stroud, and then they trade up from 12 to number three to grab Will Anderson, most likely in a lot of folks' minds, the best pass rusher, pass rusher in the draft. To do that, they gave up pick 12, pick 33, next year's first round pick and their third they did receive a fourth in this draft but i know that you are not a we're not a fan of that move is that correct i thought they gave up a lot for a guy who's good but i don't think great but quickly if we're just going through these one at a time i'd like to pat myself on the back real quick about cj stroud because i've been saying for weeks that that was all a load of crap that houston was spitting out and that they would in fact take cj stroud who you felt should have went number one, but since yes. he can't spell his own name, dropped to two. That may be a slight exaggeration, especially since his name is really just letters. One letter. That makes it even worse, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's um, genius. Uh, <laughs> but I am very uh, excited for them, and I'm happy that they took C.J. Stroud at two. That, I felt good uh, about that. I agree. Will Anderson, man, he's not Miles Garrett. You know, I've heard a lot, you know, a lot of people say he's probably the best pass rusher in this class, but he's not Miles Garrett. He's not any of the Bosa brothers. So what are we doing giving up that much for him? Well, if nothing else, Houston got at least two of their top three players on their board. They wanted those guys and they got them. It almost felt like the owner wanted one guy and the GM wanted another and the GM didn't want to get fired. So he took whoever the owner wanted or took who he wanted, then made sure he got the other one. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, but good for them, man. They they got their, uh, they got who they wanted. It's funny. I just, I just saw a, a thing online, a prediction for next year. If you go by the Vegas odds to win the Super Bowl right now, the worst two teams are Arizona and Houston still, excuse me. And, uh, if that were to be the case, Arizona would have, without trading anything, the first and second picks in next year's draft. And boy, now we're talking. Unless Houston traded, the first they gave away was Cleveland's first. But I don't think it was. I think it was their own pick. 
that they Which gave one? up to. Yeah, oh, yeah, next yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was their own. Yeah. Uh, man, that would be. Yeah, because this mock then had Caleb uh, as Williams, right? And yes. um, Marvin Harrison Jr. going one and two. Boy, that's a well, way to get a team going there. Yeah, but Kyler Murray's contract, he's they're gonna they would have to trade him because they got a lot of dead cap hit. I looked it up the other day. They they're tied to him for quite a yeah, while. They'll have to eat they'd have to eat a lot of money if they're gonna do that, or let him sit for a year and then then I think it's only one year and then it's all dead years that they can just but still, yeah, they're gonna have to absorb a lot of money. Then the Colts come up and in I think, at least as far as me and most people are concerned, with a shocking pick, Woo! they took Anthony Richardson, your guy, at number mm-hmm. four. And I know you loved it. I obviously hated it. I can't draft a quarterback that early who isn't that good at playing quarterback. Yeah, he should have went one. Okay. There's just – wait, hold on. Let me quote the great Kevin Reynolds. That's your foolishness. <laughs> that is one of my quotes. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So, so uh, here's my problem. Anthony Richardson is really good at football, but he's not good at being a quarterback. Throwing is important, and and he hasn't shown a propensity to be to excel at it. It's like if I was a college and I'm trying to hire a biology professor, but instead I hire a chemistry guy to teach my biology classes. Yeah, they, they're they both good at science, but it's completely different. I would have to teach this chem this chemist to teach biology, and I just – I don't want to do that. I want to get a guy that comes in here that knows how to play quarterback already. At, if, if I'm picking that four, if I'm picking Hendon Hooker in the third round, yeah, let's coach him. Let's develop him. Let's give him some time. Not if I'm picking at four. I don't care how athletic you are. Yeah, but this biology teacher – is the greatest like botanist, zoologist, microbiome, I you name it. He's the he's got the all the intangibles of he's the best of everything in the freaking in, in the amateur world. And now all teach, we gotta do is get him matter. a little more accurate. My pro my only issue with it is they said they can work with accuracy. It, it's my experience in life. It is very hard to teach accuracy. Matter of fact, you can't. There's no such thing as teaching. You're either accurate or you're not. But you can work on some fundamentals, better decision-making to make yourself a, a little more accurate, but you can't really truly teach it. You can only tweak some things and hope that you will get more accurate. That said, it was more than worth it to take him there. If he works out to be anything like a Hertz or Jackson, it'll be a steal. If he doesn't, then yeah, he's just another first-round flame out like half these guys are going to be. Another shocking-ish move was when Detroit, so Arizona traded back to 12 with Houston, and then they decided, I'm tired of waiting, so they traded back up with Detroit, and Arizona ended up taking Paris Johnson, offensive offensive tackle, good for them, they need that, he's a great player, fantastic. Detroit, however, at 12, picks Jameer Gibbs, running back from Alabama. Just four picks after Bijan. And I read somewhere that if they had stayed at six, they were still going to take Mr. Gibbs, which yeah, is you know, mind-blowing. I, I know, I know, I know. Honestly, I think it's a bit mind-blowing. They took Gibbs at 12 where they did. He probably would have been at 18 or even later. It's just I felt like a reach, although I know judging by the video of their uh, draft room, uh, they did not think it was a reach for Gibbs at all. No, it looked like they were about ready to all just get a little crazy, start popping the champagne like they just won a freaking Super Bowl. Here's Pound the deal. We've talked about this a little bit, and and I more I think about it, I actually think he's got the, the chance to be a straight freaking beast. The issue was where they took him, the value of it, that you're right, they could have easily just got down to 18, 20, 22, maybe later, and, and got him then. Just all the needs they have, which are primarily on defense, they just chose to not really strongly Christian address. Gonzalez. Christian Gonzalez is sitting right there at 12. Didn't think about taking him. He just fell and fell and fell. Nobody thought about taking him. 
Lucas Van Ness, he went next. Imagine Aiden Hutchinson on one side and Van Ness on the other. Yeah, I know, dude, is, he got. Very odd uh, that they're that high on the guy. Um, your boy then got traded to Philly because of it. Should be yeah. good for 67 games. Uh, sure. I don't know. I don't and, know what to say. It, like I said, I think he could be a top five back in the league, Gibbs. But I just still can't believe they took him where they did. Jameer Gibbs is DeAndre Swift, except 10 pounds lighter. They they play a very similar style of football. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll see. Look, hey, we could we could be the ones left with egg in our face. I just – Well, again, seems, I think he's going to be a beast. It's just early. that they didn't have to take him there. Like I said, right. they could have addressed something on defense and then still got him 10 picks later. I know a lot of people – I saw a lot of mocks where Bajan Robinson went eight to Atlanta. I didn't see that happening. I thought they'd be a little smarter than that. Obviously, I was wrong. <clears throat> and then Washington taking Emmanuel Forbes at 16 before Christian Gonzalez, who was the next pick with New England at 17. I don't know how you take Forbes over uh, over Gonzalez. Yeah, you're really down on him. I had mentioned on last week's show that Forbes was going to sneak into the first round. You told me I, I was less- crazy. No, 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 no. I thought Forbes would go in the said first he's round. Too little. No, I thought he. I, I was pretty sure he'd go in the first round. Hmm. I absolutely did not think he'd go before Gonzalez. I and don't it's think more, anybody in the world thought that. I am higher, way higher on Gonzalez than I am on Forbes. Did the did Washington just not realize Gonzalez hadn't been taken? Like he, he slipped so far, and they just didn't realize it. I mean, I guess that could happen. Like well, those fantasy drafts when you just assume some guy's gone. Yeah. It, very very strange man you ain't lying buddy uh Uh, and then the lions not to be not to outdo themselves with their pick at 12 they take jack campbell linebacker at 18 when we weren't even sure linebacker was going to go in the first round and minus that pick we would have been right no one else uh no other linebackers went uh in the first round just campbell at 18 yeah that was another big reach i i've not found anything any i've actually found something to think it wasn't bad that they got him. It is, is a need. Run stopping linebackers is something that they really needed. But again, trade back, get some more draft capital, and take him ten picks later. Yeah, it's just it's so I, weird. And you and I during the draft were like, "Boy, everything we love about Detroit is all just it's like they they just can't get out of their own way. Everything's going so well, and then this this silliness happens." And then most of the other picks made sense. We had four wide receivers go all in a row, bang, bang, bang. Uh, besides the Seahawks, maybe, you know, the Chargers, Ravens, Vikings, they they all needed pass-catching help. Deontay Banks, your boy, went. Bills took a tight end. Dalton Kincaid, all, all these other picks really made sense. Yeah, all that first time in NFL history that four receivers went in a row. And yep. um, I've seen a lot of – a lot of – experts loving the the Quentin Johnston pick I guess they knew I mean I I he was my number one guy coming out but I just don't know now, those other boys are hurt all the time so this is a great insurance policy if it's not like he's a guy you just throw in the slot I guess Allen will start playing a lot more slot I would prefer a speed a uh, speedster for them rather than another like Mike Williams type of of body build He's not um, exactly slow. Yeah, he plays faster than his time, than his 40 time. But, uh, you know, if you put Zay Flowers there instead of uh, Quentin Johnson, I'd like that a lot more. Okay. And so would you, because maybe Johnson would have gone to the Ravens. Yeah, I would have liked that. Uh, Jordan Addison, I think, has a very high chance of just at least his rookie year of outdoing all of these other guys. Just because how well, he's, he's going to be used. He's going to be thrust right into a very prolific starting spot. Yeah, and it, it helps having the best wide receiver in the game. On the other side the of you and a quarterback who can actually throw. Right. So for me, a couple – two losers for me on day one. Detroit, because had they stayed at six, they could have had any offensive tackle they wanted. Jalen Carter, Christian Gonzalez, whoever. Um, but they traded backs, took Gibbs instead, uh, you know – Basically, a younger, smaller DeAndre Swift. Detroit had the fifth highest scoring offense last season, the fourth worst scoring defense. So great offense, terrible defense. Yep. 
but with their first pick, they take a running back. I'm not, I'm not sure what kind of you know thinking went into that. Uh, and then another one for me is Atlanta, which sounds odd because they got the best running back in probably the last five to ten years coming oh, out in the draft. Because listen, they take Bijan Robinson, their rookie running back who we talked about last week, Tyler Algier, over a thousand yards, um, rushing. Yeah, just shy of five yards a carry. He was the 14th leading rusher in the league. Not great, you know. Not number one, but certainly, you know, middle of the 14th pack. 14th as far as what total yards? Total yards, correct. Yeah, I mean, he didn't start the first half of the, of the year, first right. six, seven games. That makes exactly. it difficult. Exactly. No, I'm agreeing with you. When I yelled out, I was agreeing with you that I oh, think Atlanta uh, jumped the gun on this. It doesn't make sense oh. when you had a rookie back who, for all intents and purposes, had an amazing freaking year. Uh, and you got Patterson to back him up. I This just doesn't, again, a, a cruddy team who can't stop anyone, and you just add to a position you already have. Kevin, how do teams build to win championships? Well, used to say they used to say defense, but, man, the NFL's changed a lot. But still, you have to have a defense that can at least hold teams to under 30. <laughs> and you build right and you build from the inside out right yeah the eagles are known for taking big boys right doesn't matter offense defense the the big boys up front in the last three drafts atlanta's first round picks kyle pitts tight end drake london wide receiver and now Bijan robinson they are getting all of these weapons but don't have the foundation the house is beautiful but there's no foundation you know what i mean and it just makes absolutely zero sense why they're trying to build the this team around nothing. And on top of it all, a less than stellar quarterback. So you're not going to be one of these teams like the Lions who can get away with a poor defense because they score 41 a game. And that's not happening in Atlanta. They'll be lucky if they score 24 a game. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we might have some good fantasy assets here. Bijan Robinson might be the number one overall fantasy pick by the time the season rolls around. Maybe, but that's not that's not football. That's right. That's us living our our fantasy dreams and living that's vicariously right. through others. That's do you, do you have uh, any other losers on top of those? No, not 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 really because we've covered so much of this stuff already. Right. Uh, no, I mean, cool. I got a couple winners. Uh, and I'm not going to talk about my Eagles. I know everyone loves it. You no, and I both. No, huh. we're not letting you off the hook there. Sorry, buddy. Nope. What? We're going to talk Eagle? about them. Well, we can talk about them after I talk about Seattle. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I'm not going to bring it up, but you can. Um, then picking at five was always an interesting pick. I mean, very few people knew what direction they were going to go. I saw people mocking corners and pass rushers, Jalen Carter, offensive tackles. I saw quarterbacks going to them at five. They end up taking Devin Witherspoon, cornerback from Illinois, and usually they take bigger guys at that position. He's not, you know, he's what is he, five eleven, six foot, one hundred eighty pounds, something like that. <clears throat> But this dude has an attitude, man. He will punch you in the mouth every single play. He's plays cocky on the field, which you need in the defensive back. Um, and then they go around with their second pick and twentieth at twenty and take Jackson Smith and Jigba, the best wide receiver in this draft class, if you ask me. And I guarantee you, they went through a lot of scenarios in their draft room coming up to this, and I bet not one of them had JSN sitting there looking at them at 20. I think most people thought he was going to go before pick 20, and he didn't. And granted, you got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. It's not an immediate need, but good grief. You got the best wide receiver in this draft class sitting there staring at you in the face. You take him. So good for them. The fact they got him at 20 makes this worth it. Otherwise, again, it's a team – uh, building upon yes. something that they already have when they have plenty of other glaring needs. I, I've told you before, I'm still not a big fan of Geno Smith, and he drastically regressed the second half of the year last year. Uh, I'm with you. I don't I don't think he'll have a stellar rookie year, but by year two when Tyler Lockett's probably going, this could turn into something big. 
Well, and we'll see how he returns from injury. He hasn't played any uh, meaningful football for some time. So let's, and I got, let's see how this all goes. But yeah, getting him at 20 there, that was a steal. Oh, for sure. I can't believe a wide receiver did not go. None of the, the four of them. Picks. It's just crazy that they all, and then it just was a run. One, two, three, four. It's it's like everyone's playing chicken. Like you're gonna take a you gonna take a wide receiver here? No, nope. yeah. okay, I'll wait, I'll wait. And then as soon as one goes, it's like, all right, well, this has gone on long enough. There's one pick that we already covered in this whole first round with Christian Gonzalez. I I I get it because it's one the same thing. We're at 17 and Christian Gonzalez is still there. We have to take him. Yeah. But Belichick's known for taking fifth, sixth, seventh rounders, turning them into all pro corners. So I was I was actually barely surprised because he's already what he turns these other guys into because those rookies he drafted last year had great seasons. Um, the rest of their team wasn't too stellar, but those corners played really well. So I, I was sort of surprised he didn't address something else. That said, it's hard to pass that up when it just falls in your lap. Well, yeah, maybe maybe Bill Belichick realizes the team that he has right now and knows. If he can coach one less guy, it might help him out a little bit. Yeah. Oh, and and the Mazzy Smith thing, they've been Cowboys been taking a lot of heat and they took it from us during the draft. But the more I've now researched the dude, man, I don't think it was really that bad. It's not a splashy I think we, right. we expect the Cowboys to do something splashy all the time. And for once, I think maybe they drafted a guy that actually fits what they needed. And people just don't like it because Jerry Jones is supposed to do something crazy. It's just shocking his lack of production. How do you play with like three years and be at, as athletic as he is and only get half a sack? Just kind of odd. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I think they've gotten him as much as anything for run stopping. But, uh, so I got I got another winner for you on day one. Ready? And I, I don't think I've heard anyone say this, but I'm going to go with the Las Vegas Raiders as being a winner on day one of the draft. Uh, and it's pretty easy. The reason being, they didn't screw it up. We have talked so many times about how terrible the Raiders are at drafting, especially in the first round. I don't know if Tyree Wilson's going to pan out, but most folks had him as the number one or number two best pass rusher in the draft. Uh, and <clears throat> the Raiders took him. They was a need and a good player, and they took him. They didn't get cute. They didn't try to do anything weird. And granted, the bar isn't set real high here, but Raiders fans everywhere, I'm sure, breathe a sigh of relief when they did not screw this thing up. Yeah, I thought it was a smart pick, but surprisingly, I've seen some, again, experts who are sort of down on Wilson. He's a guy that a few months ago was going to be like a top 15 guy. Next thing you know, there's talk that he's going number two. I, we had seen a few mocks. We didn't necessarily, we didn't necessarily think that, but we had seen it of yeah. him going going to the Texans at two. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's a good pick. I don't understand why these people are down, but I, I did look. That's why I look and realize he's just been on like this roller coaster of what, what, what people thought he might be, and he ends up sort of right in the middle of where he was and where he ended up, and now ultimately number seven. Uh, yeah. All right. So, go ahead, Eagles. You take the lead on this. So they won, to me, the entire draft, and you can't find too many people who don't think they did. The only way this isn't working out is if your boy turns out to be what all of his Georgia coaches say, the biggest jackass D-bag in the freaking college football. Uh, it's rare, we talked earlier this week, that you find a player coming out of college that all of his coaches had nothing but negative things to say about the guy. And then we listen to him talk when he gets drafted and he sounds like the biggest idiot on earth. Like, he, again, a guy who really actually can't spell his own name. Um, I, I don't know. Has he learned anything? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just don't know how it's sort of, but getting him at nine, trading up from 10 to nine to get him. Wow. If, if, if he pans out, it's an incredible pick. Yes. Um, because he is the most gifted football player in this draft, regardless of position. But two years in a row, you've gotten a defensive lineman that you didn't want. Right. Well, I know. I know. So, the because Jordan Davis last year, obviously. But was he wasn't there. a character thing with you, I don't think, was he? You just didn't right. think he was a very worth of going that high. What was well, he like? Yes. Tw he went like 21, 22 they had last year. 
14. No, no, no. he went like 13, I think. Was he that? Was it that high? The Eagles were that high. It was. It was right before Kyle Richardson, right? Yeah, I can't. I can't remember. All right. Uh, Or no, not. um, Wait, Hamilton. 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 Yeah, sorry. Got Anthony Richardson on the brain. Um, Yeah. My it's the character thing for me. And, you know, that's the number one deal breaker when it's coming to these guys coming out uh, is character. And I know the Eagles are thinking we got Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham in the same meetings, leading the way, showing this young man how it's done. And they have 14 of his teammates on the roster at this point from Georgia, most notably Nicobe Dean, who they drafted last year, because by all accounts, no Nicobe Dean was the leader of that Georgia Bulldogs defense. And if Jordan Davis is going to listen to anybody, it might be Dean, even though he weighs 100 pounds less than him. But if he's the leader, he's a leader. So I'm I'm sure they're hoping they have the culture in the locker room and the men in there uh, to help um, Jalen Carter, you know, make good choices and, and be a mature adult. And then they get Nolan Smith, another Bulldog, at pick yep. 30, which a lot of folks had him going in the top 15, didn't happen, fell. So, again, a not, not a guy I was high on. I don't like his size. I know Hassan Reddick is a similar size and made it happen, but that's an anomaly. I don't like betting on anomalies. However, it's tough to argue with Howie Roseman. I mean, he fell because, what, he tore his pec in November or something, something like Is that what it was? Didn't he have a torn pec? Uh, I know it's so, fine he because he, the season. he did all the testing. Uh, Nicobe Dean was a peck, I think, but he did but all the something, testing. Something happened with Nolan Smith too. He had some injury at the year because I read the other day it's part of the reason why he dropped uh, a, a bit. But dude, that's I mean he was supposed to was projected to go way higher than that. Yeah, and my my thing here's the thing: their defense is so good, coming off an historic season. Actually, what the all time sack record. That even uh, if Carter, they, they tied it or came up one short. Yeah, I know they like had. They, I think they had seventy sacks. Very close. Yeah. Um, even if he doesn't work out, they could cut him in June, and his defense is still just going to be stacked. Right. So the the one thing here with him is if there was a defense in the league that could afford to take the risk, it was the Eagles, because right. even without him, they are likely still the one of the top three to five defensively, if not the top. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, they were a clear winner, dude. Uh, I don't know how else. How, how first, else you, I mean. I like the other – I like what they did in the rest of the draft, which we're going to get to here right now. I like what they did with the rest of, rest <laughs> of the draft more so than the – and it's simply because I'm not big on those two guys. If I, I was noticed, higher on those two guys, like most you, people are. And it's weird with something with you here is typically you're excited about offensive tackles and you just brushed on by them as though they don't exist during your little speech here. Uh, well, it was expected, I think. Because I've seen the... things, though, that grades the Skaronsky and Broderick Jones picks both as A-pluses where they went, that they couldn't believe yeah. Skaronsky fell to Tennessee and that Tennessee couldn't either. Apparently, they had no even he wasn't even on their board cuz they thought there was no chance he was falling to, to to 11 and then the Broderick Jones to Pittsburgh thing is everywhere i see a plus a plus a plus a plus just fits that whole team perfectly so i right though i don't see such high praise for right so i was when we did our um mock draft i was odds in the mock draft i had Paris Johnson going to Vegas at 7 i had Skaronski going to Chicago at 9 and I had Rodgers Jones going to Tennessee at 11. So me personally, I assumed this was going to happen because I, all those guys I think are high quality players at at uh, very valued positions in the National Football League. So I kind of thought that would happen. No, the, the, I don't think anything was weird of them. I thought the weird thing was the Darnell Wright past Skaronsky. Yeah, true. I didn't see a mock anywhere that had that happen. Even even yeah. when it happened on the. ESPN, they're like, this is a little weird. Well, well, they must know something well, that we don't. And in our mock, I had them going 17 to Pittsburgh. Yeah, so they all went to the teams yep. that we thought they'd go to, just in a right. few of them switched teams, or three of them switched and I, teams. And I love that my boy Anton Harrison got up in that first round, too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Oh, I love all the right. Jags. Day two, you ready? Sure, buddy. 
Uh, my favorite, we had a nice little 33, 34, 35 <laughs> right off the bat. Those, those three picks was interesting because the Titans trade up to 33 to get Will Levis, who completely fell out of the first round. The very next pick, the Lions, not to outdo, not to be outdone by themselves twice in the first round, take Sam Laporta, tight end. Look, I, I don't hate him. He is a solid, solid player. However, with the very next pick, the Raiders traded up. I bet the Raiders were in their room thinking, you know, it'd be really nice to get Michael Mayer here, but I know the Lions are going to take Lions take tight end Sam Laporta. They probably burst out laughing and said, all right, call whoever's at 34. We got to trade up here. And they take Michael Mayer. So look, Vegas, that's two picks in a row, man. Good for you. Golf clap. You you did you got rid of Darren Waller. You brought in Michael Mayer. Solid. The Lions, I don't know what we're doing here. I don't know what we're doing, man. We we had mentioned going into this draft how it it turned was turning slowly into what we thought might be the most boring draft ever into one that was going to be actually very exciting because of the, so many just no names and strange things go, that might go on with players going places we didn't expect because everybody's the same. But even we were taken aback by a few of these Lions things. I mean, we're texting and just like, what really what they did make up for it at 45 they they took brian branch who i have no idea oh that, that might fell. be one of the steals of the draft yes then all the way to hooker 45. i mean yeah and they they got hooker with the fifth pick of the third round yeah. so and i i mentioned this to you i'm like all right so they got they got five picks here let's just say for funsies they took hooker at 12 they took brian branch at 18 they took Jameer Gibbs, or even if they took him at 18, and they took the other one, be it Branch or Gibbs, at 30, at 34. And then they took Laporta. Yeah, we just flip all the names. All of a sudden, it seems brilliant. Then I'm good. Right. I'm, I'm good. It's just so they ended up where they should have been. It was just a very puzzling way to get there. It was. Uh, PFF gave him a draft grade of B plus overall. We were going to get more into that when we do our draft grade shows for these full teams, but uh, as they got there, it was. You know just, what I mean? Is is strange? It, it's like this stupid ass um Common Core math instead of just like two plus three equals five. Just let's say, make this straightforward and easy. You know, you've got to have some pigs here and and a farmer there and two cows down the street, and they all went to Mars one day somehow that ended up as five show your work it, it, one of those type strange scenarios uh yes um i tell you you talk about strange how about pick 46 when the new england patriots take my guy keon white you were angry no well yeah because i i texted you right before that and i was like dude there's a chance that keon white and zach charbonnet fall to the eagles but Regardless, if you were not if you were not watching TV when Keon White got drafted, you missed the most frightening human being <laughs> I have ever seen in my life. He looked like he was angry at the world and was going to eat it. Just he, it did not world? look like he was just drafted in the NFL draft. It, I just it's tough tough to put into words the the fearsome look on that dude's face. Yeah, I missed it. He texted you. I thought you were watching. I thought you said you saw I it. was watching slash not watching. I had my daughter oh. and oh, it was once terrifying. we get this far into the draft, I don't I'm not like just staring at it the whole time. I actually yeah. had it on my phone, ESPN on my phone while she had uh something Disney on. Uh well I'll tell you another pick I loved was at 39 the Panthers took Jonathan Mingo. He is he was very few big wide receivers in this class. He is one of them and he, he is. is explosive. So when you have old man Adam Thielen helping you with these shorter routes, you know, get these first, you know, these third and sevens, you want to go to Adam Thielen, Mingo's going to be the guy that opens the field up and has some explosive plays for you. So I thought that was a great pick by the Panthers at 39. Um I'll tell you one that didn't make sense to me was Joe Titman. They're the best center in the draft. Why would you bring him in when you just re-signed your center? Because I think he, they'll move him to guard. You think? 
I mean, if you can play center, you can play guard usually. It's true. Because those centers, they're supposed to be the smartest guys on the and field. The, and their center they only brought back for a one-year deal, but still. Uh, but I like the pick there. Be I, I just didn't think it made a whole lot of sense for the Jets. But, man, he he was a guy that I saw occasionally late first round. Yo, yeah, for sure. One I liked. You liked your boy Charbonnet oh. going to the Seahawks. No, just ruining Kenneth Walker in fantasy. It's great yeah. for real football. I saw a thing a today awesome that had man. Kenneth Walker listed as the number two loser for, of this yeah. draft. I forget yes. who was number one, but number two was him because they feel that Charbonnet will get a lot more carries than uh, what 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 Pete Carroll will probably lead people to believe. And I don't know. I mean, you could have gone – the running back was one of the deepest classes in this draft. You could have got someone in rounds th- four, five, six. What are we doing taking Charbonnet in the second just to mess with Kenneth Walker? But you – are we talking about football here, though, or fantasy? We're talking about fantasy for a second because I wanted Charbonnet to be great, and I love Kenneth Walker. In real football, it's they have two solid backs. Yes. Okay, so, so- – I don't have we to like just it. making sure we're keeping it straight yeah. for folks that Pete Carroll does not care about our fantasy squads there because I thought you were excited. This is a guy that you you hyped up and hyped up, and the way you talked about him, he should have won the top seven picks. Okay, but I thought you'd be excited that he went where he went. I want him to go somewhere where he's gonna he's gonna be the lead dog, and there weren't yeah. too many spots. It's not out gonna there. be there. That's for right. that's for damn sure. And then but the I think steal. this takes um, our boy. And it makes him not maybe a top three uh, fantasy pick now. Dude, Kenneth Walker? Yeah, I've seen some where he's going top three, but I don't think he's so gonna, anymore. He, uh, he's going to be in the second round, maybe. Maybe. No, you're crazy. We'll some, see. Some Looney Tunes going to take him before that. We'll see. Because they don't uh, understand and, how this all works. But how about your boy Osiris Torrance yes. falling the whole way to 59? Did the Bills hit the <laughs> jackpot there or yes. what? Yes, I was wondering like, what is wrong here. Why is why is he nobody taking this guy? But honestly, man, good for him because he's got a shot at Super Bowl right away. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys do, but yeah, that's uh, that's mm. nice, man. Wow. Um, and then two other picks. One I really liked. One I just think is fun. The one I really liked, and I and I called you the next right the next day and told you Cedric Tillman, your guy. Yeah. Going I saw Cleveland. it when it happened, but yeah. I mean, he's big, he's strong, and he's got Amari Cooper to learn from. And I don't think Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to be tough to beat out as a number two receiver there um, in, in Cleveland. And then a, just a fun one is Devin A-Chain or Devon A-Chain yes. to the Dolphins. They're what 78 perfect, uh, running back. A, yeah, what a perfect little match for them, though, because they just want really fast guys. And they have – I mean, he's going to roll into the league as one of the fastest guys anywhere. you got to have, like, the fastest skill set and players Waddle in the league. Waddle and Tyreek Hill. It's so, it's so much fun. I don't think it's going to work out because A-Chain's so small, but uh, it's fun to think about. What about my boy Marvin Mims? You hate it. I still love it. Uh, Judy, they picked up his fifth year today. Mm-hmm. But I think they're, I think that uh, our, our boy Champagne's going to find interesting ways to use him and make him a very viable piece of that offense. It's just the depth of that wide receiver room is what I don't like. Because I love Mims. You got me hooked on Mims. But we got three other receivers already in the mix with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, like you said, plus Tim Patrick, who signed a decent contract. So it's just going to be tough for him to get any type of work, at least as a rookie. Fantasy-wise, yeah, it might not be great, but as far as football, Sean Payton now has his pick of the litter, what he wants to do. He just needs somebody that can throw to them who doesn't have the gimpy finger. Well, I don't know. We'll see. It's a thumb, though, technically. Wasn't it his thumb? Uh, was it his thumb? Yeah. Was he a thumb? I don't know. I no, I thought remember. it was the finger. He had the gimpy finger, the tendon he's, torn, he's been, and the finger was he's just been hanging. hurt for so long. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the Gimpy finger. Um, and I know all of us love Darnell Washington to Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. Massive fall. Actually, I hate it, but first love round. it for well, him. Hate it for right. the Ravens. And Steelers, man. They, I, I'm sure we'll talk about them, you know, once we get, you know, we start talking about our team wrap-ups and all that. They 
They well, killed here's this a trip. question for you, buddy. Is Jalen Hyatt right now the number one in for the Giants? I think he the day he be. steps on the field, is he not the number one? I think he has to be. The problem is it's going to be so hit or miss in terms of real-life production and fantasy. He's going to go out and have 127 yards mm-hmm. on six catches and two touchdowns one week, and then he's going to go two weeks where he doesn't get above 50 yards. Dude, why do you it's hate Danny be- Dimes? Why do you sit down on Danny Dimes? You know, that's going to be, it, it's going to why be are you such a hater. Why don't do like you, Danny Dimes either. You have these horrible thoughts about anybody in the NFC East. That's not true. Danny Dimes, baby. It's Danny Nichols at best. <laughs> He's not throwing dimes to anybody. How about that head and hooker going to Detroit? And how about Nathaniel Love Dell it. going to Houston? I like that one too there. I mean, we'll see. Houston's just got a lot of mediocre wide receivers. My boy Ty J. Spears, who you know I love, going to the Titans. I like that. He's a quick one. Josh Downs, that's another nice one. You already got a Gene. Darnell Washington. San Francisco taking a kicker. Going through all my my people here. And blah, blah, blah. And our favorite pick of all in the first three rounds, number 99, Mr. Jake. Moody there out of University of Michigan to the 49ers. Mr. Robbie Gold. Yes, kickers. Uh, and I like that Kyle Shanahan came right out. Most people are like, well, you know, as soon as I made that pick, people called and they were like, oh, I was looking at him. No, no, Kyle Shanahan said people were blowing up his phone making fun of him for taking the pick. Yeah. He don't care. Look, if you go out there and you take Steven Goskowski or you take Adam Vinatieri and they end up being a, and you take them in the third round, you're a genius because they're kicking for your team for a decade and a half. Yeah. Look at Seabass. Seabass went in the first round, didn't he? Didn't yeah, the Raiders take Seabass in the first round? Yeah, but I mean, that just goes to my credence of. Well, the I'm, guy should I'm, be in the Hall of Fame for a kicker. But there's right. very few kickers. What? Only one right now, I think, that's in there, right? Or is um, there two now? Did they put Ray Guy in? Well, he's a punter. Yeah, yeah. What the kicks footballs? Well, yeah, but place kicker and punter are different things. Yes, Ray Guy is in. Um, we're gonna have to look that up for next week. I think, I think so. I can't think of his name though. I think it was another Raider though. Stenerud. John Stenerud is in. Yeah, I think so. I thought he kicked for the Vikings. I don't know. Is Morton Anderson in? Who cares? They're kickers. Kickers are amazing. We'll look at it. All right. You know what? Let's, we're rolling here. Let's just hit day three. I don't have a lot to say for day three. I just look. I say I don't do days. I do rounds. Okay. Four through four plus. <clears throat> um, Kaylee Ringo. Yes. The Eagles. Yes. yes. What a freak. How? I told that to you. How? I he really was supposed don't. to go like early, mid, second round. Yeah, I know. 105. And – People, you know, I saw some people on Twitter saying, oh, you guys gave up a third round pick for a fourth round. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. But listen here, dummy. The Eagles are planning on having the last pick in the third round next year. So if they give up that pick. Right. And so they're only dropping like six spots. Yeah. All that is just stupid people that don't know what they're talking about. It's just you're looking at the number of the round, not the number of the pick. The number of the pick, you're moving like four Four, five, six bots. Now, fourth oh, round, there's one guy that went a little earlier than people thought. Mr. Stetson Bennett to the Rams. Yeah. But I and thought I it thought was it, a pretty pretty shrewd move, to tell you the truth. Yes. You got an so, aging quarterback who they almost had to, to coerce to come back another season. Um, a guy that can move with the ball. A guy that's unbel- actually very, very accurate. Um, and I think Sean McVay... Could do something with his. He he of these guys of the back of the guys that are being drafted as a backup has the highest chance of starting a lot of games this year. And I think Bennett and Stafford's playing style is kind of similar, like you know, shooting from the hip, you know, yeah. kind of like Lone Ranger out there. And they're best buddies too, because he went to Stafford went to right. Georgia, so, right. so they got a rapport that... already. I think it's a brilliant Outs- move to take him there instead of chancing not getting him in the fifth or sixth. Outside of Bennett going to Baltimore and playing for his collegiate offensive right. coordinator. That would have been nice. I thought this was a great spot. And the pick right before him, my guy, Jake Hayner, to the Saints at 127. I mean, Hayner's a Drew Brees wannabe. I thought that was a great pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
let me ask you a question. If the Ravens hadn't made the deal with L Jacks Thursday morning, do you think there's a chance Bennett yes. might have went a little earlier I to do. them that they would have said, you know what, we're not chancing this. We're going to go ahead and take him for somebody yeah, else. Absolutely. I mean, cause that's such an easy fit when you have his offensive coordinator. I mean, no one knows Stetson Bennett better than of course. Um what's his name? So Yeah, and, and Stetson Bennett knows his uh nobody knows that offense better than Stetson Bennett. He's exactly. been running it for three what, three yep. years? One thing I think this draft is teaching me is that maybe or maybe it's just an anomaly, this is only year. Height, weight, speed normally gets you drafted higher than you're supposed to go. I mean, think remember Darius Hayward Bay? What do you oh, go? Yeah. Eighth overall or something? Again. Or no. I think seventh overall to the Raiders. Yeah, Raiders, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're super fast, especially if you're really big and fast, you get drafted high. But Darnell Washington dropped. My guy, Adiba Ware, 6'2, 280 pounds, ran a 4440. He fell into the fourth round. He was getting mocked quite frequently in the first round. I thought he'd be a first rounder, not just because of that, because he's versatile. He can play edge, he can play defensive tackle, all the way to the fourth. Ringo, Kali Ringo, we talked about. Yeah, that so dude ran weird. a 4340 and dropped to the fourth round. Bryce Ford Wheaton. Man, I talked about him on our wide receivers. He, he played wide receiver. Right, 6'4", 220. One of the biggest receivers in this entire class also ran a 4-3-40. Undrafted free agent. Yeah. I mean, you think they someone would have thrown a six-round pick his way just because of his measurables, but who knows, man? Maybe we're getting away from that, or maybe this is just the you know, just an odd year. So a guy we're we're going all the way to the seventh round here. And finally, how about Antonio Johnson boy. dropping a 160? Or wait, are we at where? Yes. We're up to 229. A guy who you actually mentioned during one of our pre-draft uh, shows, Mr. Andrew Voorhees, Ravens yeah. trading back up. They didn't have this pick. They didn't have any more picks. They trade up to take him. Uh, do you want to tell everybody why you loved him, or do you want me to tell them? Go ahead. So at the Combine, he tore his ACL. And on the very next day, instead of all these little sissies who get a hangnail and don't even do anything, don't even show up, dude goes out with his torn ACL, which I admit I've torn my ACL, and it has very little, if anything at all, to do with the bench press. But still, stayed at combine, went out the next day, and still pumped out 35 reps at 225 with his leg brace on, walking out on crutches, and still did his thing. Because you know what? That's what real men do. Meanwhile, Jalen Carter couldn't finish his pro day workout because he was too sloppy and out of shape. Too much eating pizza and racing cars. Man, oh, and such. don't forget a couple picks after your Voorhees went. Uh, the Seahawks took another running back, Kenny McIntosh, the receiving back out of Georgia. They sure How many did. running backs they need there? How many they need? That's crazy. Oh, by the way, Voorhees. Um, you know, obviously he's gonna miss this whole year, but he was he was slated to go probably late second, early third, if all this craziness hadn't happened. So I think that's another oh, yeah. one you see a lot of these experts again. One of the steals of the draft was somebody taking him there. It's like the guy that takes the year Jordy Nelson tore his uh ACL like preseason. One of the guys in my league took him with his last pick, knowing he's just gonna stash him on the IR for the entire season, knowing I got Jordy Nelson the next year and I didn't have yeah. to spend anything to get him. Right. Who's our Mr. Irrelevant this year? Because last year's Mr. Irrelevant is probably the most relevant Mr. Irrelevant <laughs> ever. And yeah. from all intents and purposes, it looks like it's going to stay that way for some time. So we have, how do you say his name? Is it Deshaun or Devon or Deshaun? I think it's Deshaun. Deshaun. I think it's Deshaun, like it's a zh. Like a mustard. Yes. Deshaun Johnson. Defensive Mustard end Johnson of to the Rams. Oh, Mustard Johnson. I hope he does great. Ooh, me too. I hope he gets a sack on his first snap in the preseason. Our friend well, Tyson Badgen didn't get drafted, but signed oh, yeah. with the Bears about 10 minutes after the draft ended. Um, That boy uh, from, uh, I forget his first Joey, name, Fisher, Joey Fisher from Joey Clear Fisher. Spring, right down the street from us here. Uh, who, Niners. Signed with the Niners. Yep. Sure did. And I think two of the Maryland guys that were thought might slip into the draft. Uh, I don't know where they 
one of them signed somewhere and one of them signed somewhere else. There's one of them signed with the Ravens. Well, I'll tell you what was in. Yeah, you're right. Um, I'll tell you what was interesting is the Rams after winning that Super Bowl and Les Snead, the GM, comes out and says, F those picks, yeah. those draft picks. I think by the time it was all said and done, the Rams picked 13 players. Yeah, they got a bunch. They just didn't have anything yeah. early. And right. again, I don't care if they only had two players. They won a freaking Super Bowl. 100%. Better than my team, who just mediocre every freaking year. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to go through some quick winners for me for, for as far as the weekend goes, okay? So all rounds of the draft. Obviously, we already talked Philly. Two picks we didn't touch on were, were Tyler Steen. He's a offensive, probably going to be a guard, play tackle, but everyone thinks he'll move to guard from Alabama. Uh, you know they're going to take an offensive line. And then Sidney Brown, safety from Illinois. He's like the first real safety in the, that was taken in the whole draft. I know Brian Branch was drafted and all that, but they were a lot smaller, the guys that went. He's like a, a bigger boy. And then I know you mentioned earlier they traded away next year's fourth-round pick for DeAndre Swift. I just love everything about all of that except for Jalen Carter. Pittsburgh I brought up briefly. Um, and it was like they were on auto-draft in a fantasy league where this the first person – the the next best player on your queue is is who goes and this happened to be at positions of need for them as well so broderick jones in the first joey porter in the second again i'm not big on him but it feels a need at corner keanu benton uh was like a poor man's jalen carter defensive lineman we already talked darnell washington even nate herbig linebacker from wisconsin solid pick in the fourth round Uh, and then um i also liked arizona not so much for the picks that they got this year, although Paris Johnson, obviously great, B.J. Ojolari, decent um, edge player, and Garrett Williams. But a couple next year in 2024, they have two first-round picks, a second, and three-thirds. And the first so are have, probably going to be pretty early. Yes. Both Again, of them. Could be unless, one and two. Unless those teams have a massive turnaround. Pretty sure they're going to be um, top five picks. There's so, a very, very high probability of it, yes. They are set up for success in the future. So uh, not necessarily what Arizona did as far as draft picks this year, but how they set themselves up for the future. Even this year was nice. Mel Kuyper gave him an A-. He gave the entire NFC or AFC North, uh, Ravens, Steelers, uh, Browns, Bengals, all B-pluses. He thought they all just nailed it and are going to kill each other once again. His top team was the Eagles. He didn't give anybody an A, A plus, but he gave them and the Seahawks both A's, Cardinals and Giants A minuses, and then the B pluses started. So let me ask you, weekend losers. I wrote all teams in the NFC East except for Philly, simply because of what Philly was able to put together. Now, look, don't, uh, I don't forget about the the quote the dream team that Philly tried to put together a few years ago. That didn't work out too well. It was like a nope. four-win season, I think. Yeah. So I'm not going to get you know, out of my seat here just yet. But things are looking pretty but good. But that's different. That was pulling people from all over, wasn't it? Free agency. This is building yeah. from right. the ground up, drafting. It's, it's a completely different thing. And you already they're already amazing. Now you just yeah. add a few players that should make it even better. And they're getting – I mean, think about Landon Dickerson a couple years ago. He came from Alabama. Uh, the the Steen fellow this year from Alabama, all those players from Georgia. They're they're drafting players from the best college teams. The thing the- is, they could have they could just get rid of their first, second, third, fourth, sixth, and seventh picks, and have only just got Ringo at a hundred five, <laughs> and I'd still give them a B plus because they <laughs> the one thing that they're uh, granted they have two of the top in the league corners, but they're getting, they aren't getting any younger and just having him to learn from them for a year, probably be starting opposite one of them the next year that alone makes them so much better. And then you just add all this other stuff just for shits and giggles. Uh, now, and Ringo, one thing I heard, so his big knock was his it tightness, is. right. And not being able to turn and transition with receivers. So if that's the case, and because he's a big boy, I hadn't seen this too many places, but what if they tried to transition him into a safety? Which they didn't say I said that to you the other day. Did but you? I think that would be later. You yeah. were yeah. yeah. Either way. No, I agree. It a, makes sense. Yeah. Keep the ball in front of him. 
Yeah. And I mean, with that athleticism, man, it, he's the guy who had the interception to seal the national championship victory. He had like a pick six. I didn't realize that. Let me ask you um, this. Can Tanner McKee run that offense? Uh, not that it wouldn't be the just, same offense. Uh, okay, this he's guy's a pocket, here. Let's take him. He's a pocket passer. Yeah, he'll he'll battle with because Mary. Whoever else is in there? Is it Mariota your number two now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's yeah, right. Mariota will take the offense. Yeah. Not yes. like Hurts can, but I don't. I don't think there's going to be a huge change in style or play calling with him. Correct. Yeah, they would definitely have to change a lot if McKee had to come in and take some snaps. Um, a team that I wasn't big on were the Chargers. I, man, I'm not sure they did a lot to improve on offense, especially. I mean, I know they got Quentin Johnston, but how they approved, how did they get their defense to be any better? Their defense was 29th in yards per play given up last year. I don't know how you go into a draft and don't try to really build up a defense when you're going against Patty Mahomes twice a year. Yeah. You got to stop this dude, or at least try, you know? No, it may and possibly rejuvenated Russ. And now you got Jimmy G in there. Who's no, no slouch either. So, uh, yeah, taking uh, two linebackers with two of your thir- first three picks yes. does not inspire quarterback pressure. Yeah, and then a defensive tackle in the seventh round was another – I don't know. They, I mean, they took – all right, here we go. I just got done talking about Philly taking guys from Georgia and guys from Alabama, okay? In this draft, the Chargers took Quentin Johnston, Darius Davis, and Max Duggan. All from TCU, the team that lost to Georgia. Quarterback and two wide receivers. You're packing your team with players from the wrong collegiate program, fellas. Well, they I don't know. They they were number two in the country for some time and made it to the national semifinal. Or no, they made it to the they the final. The yeah, they lost in the final. So it's not like they're just some like five and seven team. They got smashed. They did get smashed there, but they were smashing everybody else leading up to it. I mean, they did make the national championship. They games. did. That's like they saying did. the Eagles sucked because they lost in the Super Bowl. It's too fresh. I'm so glad, dude. I am so glad we didn't go to the draft. They, it was just a sea of red, and it I was just, I just everywhere. Wow, crying the whole time. Wow, it was it was pretty crazy. I'd have been miserable. Um, and then honestly, the 49ers, their first pick wasn't until 87, and I know they have one of the best rosters in the league, but. I I just don't Bill think they Kiper did enough. Has keep... them dead last, B minus. Yeah, the worst the worst B minus in in the whole thing. Tough to. I mean, I don't think they kept pace with what Philly was able to do. And to be honest, I don't think the casual well, they fans even... they have a pick till eighty seven. Right. What? What? They, I mean, they could have made moves, traded up, package something, yeah. get rid of Trey Lance if you can. But, but even honestly... package, they'd be packed in the future because they didn't have crap in this draft, dude. They had three third rounders, and their next pick wasn't until the fifth round, one fifty five. So they even most, that the the picks they had were all so late you can only move up so far. Their most notable player drafted was the kicker, Moody. I agree. No, nothing here uh is is too exciting. That said, again, like the Eagles, they have such a stacked team as is. All they really need is a quarterback with an elbow, and right. they'll be fine. And I, I think Lance is as good as going. I, think, I would bet did. money right now that he will not be on that roster come week one. Wow. That's bold. I just I I just I can't see it now. I just don't think it's gonna happen. I I don't I don't see the point. I, you and you said the reason. The offense that Purdy's gonna run is something Darnold will be able to run. That's not a Trey Lance offense. Um right. and I think what happens something we talked about last year before the year, like what are these guys gonna do if they get into season? And Lance isn't what they thought he was. And you got Jimmy G sitting on the bench, and then it ended up Purdy, who they can actually win with. Are these guys really going to want to go back to Lance so they can play crazy football defenses on the field all the time and and eking out wins when these other two guys can deliver them not exciting but easy wins? Think about this. So San Francisco has maybe one of the biggest bungles of a move-up-the-draft trade scenario of all time moving up to take Trey Lance, who's yeah. so far not any good. And they gave up the farm to do it. 
and it didn't matter. Nope. They were st- they're still fighting for a Super Bowl spot, yep. even after giving up all that stuff. Hats off to you. Because Mr. Irrelevant uh, John and, Lynch and, and keeping Kyle Jimmy Shanahan. G when everybody thought he was wow. there was it was as good as going. They uh, they're impressive. just a stacked team. You trade for Christian McCaffrey, and what you give up for him a two, three, and four wasn't really that crazy to give up to get McCaffrey. It didn't feel good this weekend. No, it didn't. But uh like I said, their their team's young. It's it's not like they have a bunch of aging veterans. You got you got Debo, who's what in his fourth year? Uh, uh I think so. Kittle maybe Ayuk. his fifth. Ayuk in his, I think, fourth. Uh Purdy in his second. Even Darnold. It seems like he's been around forever. This is only like his fifth year in the league. This is the seventh team, though. Well, that may be. And then McCaffrey, who runs now the same he did as he did as a rookie. Yeah. Um, you see him training? He trains like a sprinter. You see that video on, he's online? He's dude. He's awesome. And I his dad him. was awesome, too. He was on many of my yeah. fantasy teams in the 90s. Oh, Eddie. Yeah. He was a, he was a cat because back then we were actually doing – I was in a league at that point with full point PPR. So Easy Eddie was – him and Rod Smith there in Denver – I think at one point they what became the first teammates in history to have both over 100 catches in the same season. Oh, if I'm not mistaken, there's one of those years in the mid to late 90s. I think they both broke 100. All right, sir. We rolled through that draft, man. Whole thing. I wasn't sure we get to it all, but I think we did well. Well, you get once you get past like the second round, it's really just hit or miss on a lot of the guys. Either they're just not that exciting to talk about or. Haven't even heard of a lot of them. Yeah, we we because you know you and I, we have other lives on top of this, so it isn't like we're Mel Kiper and we just are staring right. at football twenty four seven. Be nice. It would be. I love Mel Kiper. He's still dreamy to me. He he's the godfather of it all. He well, he invented mock drafts. I think. I mean, this whole here staring at his VCR world. doing all this stuff, and he's, he yeah. he. I don't know if you know, but I, I'm sure you do. Originally, he was contacting teams. And like selling his service to give them draft tape, to give them stuff. And that's how he sort of got got a name and then ended up on ESPN because he had all this information. And then he just gave it to the world instead of just to individual NFL teams. And he eats a piece of pumpkin pie every single day for breakfast. Does he? Every I'm single day. I'm a big day. fan of pumpkin pie. I am a huge fan of pumpkin pie. Bottom, I couldn't eat it every whip, day. Cool Whip on top, Aaron. Yes. Fat Things free. Are going well. He's watching, he's got, he does fat free Cool Whip. And well, I don't do the pie for premium. breakfast every day. That's, that's 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 too plasticky. Let me ask you this: What's your favorite type of pie? That's tough, man. It depends on the day. Pumpkin is definitely in the running. I love a good coconut cream. Oh yeah, that's my dad's favorite. He key it lime where I go. Uh, it I depends. It's tough it. to get a good key lime pie. Now, if it's a really good key lime pie, then I, then yeah. I'm in. I'm not a big fruit pie guy. Yeah. Apple pie. As much as I love America, I just can't. You you say some of the stupidest things sometimes, and I just sometimes wonder why I'm even friends with you. I love the things that you choose to plant your flag in. <laughs> how about how about the strawberry pie and the graham cracker crust? Now that's good. Eating. I do I do love a graham cracker crust. Yeah. It really doesn't even matter what kind of pie is in it. I don't think graham Did cracker you know crust that a is true. Key lime pie isn't even green white isn't it yeah it's like a white it's like a custard type color like the ones yeah. you buy in a store are always green but if it's made like professionally it's a more of that yeah. custard type color i have one in the freezer down there one of those ones you just take it out and thaw it it's green but it, it's, it's like 6.99 or something yeah, yeah. it's good wait eating. for them bad boys to go on sale yeah you can make a meal out of those those things all right man that's it anything else no, I think next week we'll start looking at uh, what NFC and grades for each team. Sure, looking more in depth as to. I mean, right now this is all very fresh. the The big names yep. are on our and our on our brains, but we start looking deeper and see if these teams really met their needs and if these some of these guys might uh might end up actually doing something because we all missed out on Brock Purdy. We sure did, but hey, it might be Mustard Johnson. Oh, and we should mention that this is the first episode of our second year. Uh, yes. We yes, don't really talk about numbers all the time because it's stupid and annoying, but I thought we that was notable. 
We're trucking right along, my friend. Okay, buddy. All right, everybody. Thank you all for listening. Uh, get your bell on football podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, sometimes Twitter. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Kevin, we on Apple yet? No, because it's very complicated and weird. And I don't have any Apple information. Uh, all right. If there's somebody we'll who knows week. how to set up Apple podcasts, give me a holler. All right, man. I'll see you in a week. See you, dude.